guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. My name is Brad Siliker, and joining tonight is Lucas Candy. Hey, Lucas. Oh. Oh, that was a real delayed hello. And hello, Andrew. Andrew, for those for those that are listening at home and with just audio, Andrew. Oh, sorry. Wink and gun. Andrew gave the old wink and gun. <laughs> Gentlemen, nice to see you. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Andrew's powering up with some coffee. Mm, mm. I'm doing so good. Good, good. Well, before we get into the episode, let me... Peppa Pig. Pop quiz hot shot. What's the name of Peppa Pig's... Uh, brother, George. Ah, no, it's George. George. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go jump in muddy puddles? Uh, <laughs> all right. Welcome to episode one fifteen, entitled "Car Guys, Mercy, and Movies." Want to just give a quick shout out to our website? That's weird. Do you shout out your own website? But here I am doing it. Uh, www.oxfordholyclub.com and from there you can find out all kinds of things about us, uh, the social medias that we frequent and uh, and and everything uh, related to Oxford Holy Club, including merch if you're interested. And uh, happy happy September! It's finally here. Uh, September has arrived. Wake me up when September comes. <laughs> Man, I want Is it ends? I think it. I, think I thought it ends. ends. It's yeah. Ends. All right. So Andrew's taking a deep sleep for a month. Uh, we'll wake you up, my man. Also, uh, before we get in, don't forget that uh, that you can you can watch the podcast on YouTube. That'll be there after this because we're recording it now. And we are also on any of your podcast players of choice. So if you'd like to listen to the audio and maybe not see our faces, that's cool. You can listen to it there. And one last question before we toss things over to Andrew and the catch-up is this. If a pigeon coos in the city and Lucas isn't there to punch it, is it still a garbage bird? And now for the catch-up with mm. Andrew. Always. Okay, let's catch up. Uh, let's talk about uh, our super interesting weeks that we've all had for sure. And Lucas, you go. Uh, well, um, I, my wife and I, our anniversary is like way back at the end of June, but uh, it just we just never had time to go because we had vacations and all kinds of stuff happening. So we're like, oh yeah, we're supposed to like go away or something. So we finally <laughs> booked a hotel and we went to... Uh, to St. John, to the beautiful city Ooh. of St. John, the, the romance capital of the wow. maritime. They, they call uh, it that. <laughs> they do call it that. Uh, anyway, so that, so that was not. good. They do not know. Um, but at one point I had kind of a, I wish you guys had been there to see it because it was just a comedy of errors where Melissa wanted coffee. So I went out to get coffee uh, at Starbucks, of course, just down the road. And so I had a coffee and a tea and like, they were way too big. And I, and I couldn't get to the, like, the key. And I was like fumbling around and people in the parking lot saw me, took pity on me and came and opened the door, which you'd think it was over. Uh, and then I, there was another, yet another door that someone else had to open for me. I was like, Oh, sorry guys. Sorry. And I was just so embarrassed with the situation. I was trying to like rush away. You know how when you try to rush away from your shame and you're, <laughs> you feel stupid. Uh, that's what happened. Uh, anyway. And I was walking towards the open elevator as a good and escape from this shame. 
Uh, anyway, it started closing. So I stuck my foot out, you know, because the sensor will kick it back open, except it didn't. And the elevator door closed on my foot. And I had a micro panic attack. And I was like, it's going to be like one of those things where my foot starts going up. But thankfully, somebody was already who I could not see because the angle was in the elevator was like, hey, buddy, you want to get in? <laughs> Take me away. <laughs> so I almost died in an elevator. It's a bit of a stretch, probably. But uh, so that happened, and um, had another little incident at the at the garbage can uh, where <laughs> yesterday morning Melissa comes in and goes, "There's something in the there's something in the garbage bin, and I have to go to work." <laughs> and with that, she left. Uh, so I walk out, and I've you know I was like, "Hope I'll bear, bear cub, maybe." Uh, no, did you have fingers garden. crossed for a bear cub? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Anyway, I opened it up, just a boring old raccoon, but it was super cute. Uh, and because the problem is our garbage can normally has, it's full of garbage, right? Because um, we have a big family and we're wasteful. Um, who would have thunk? But who would have thunk? Yeah. And I have and I was in a bit of a war, a tete-a-tete with these <laughs> raccoons, uh, always, you know, making a mess or whatever. And I finally found the perfect situation where... I bungee cord the thing to my deck so they can't knock it over, being little banded jerks that they are. Um, and they, they could open the one that kept it closed, they could always pop that off, no problem. And they would just jump in, roll around, have a great old raccoon time, and then jump out and leave. And the, keeping the mess in the bin, which doesn't matter because the garbage machine, you know, dumps it in. So anyway, we had this like ongoing thing, except for I didn't hold up my end of the bargain and put enough garbage in it. So this poor teenage raccoon jumps in, can't get out and had to spend <laughs> the night there. Anyway, so I had a good look at him and took a couple pictures and videos, uh, which I, you guys saw. And then uh, I, I, I just I lowered him down and he took, oh, speaking of rodent looking things, it was a cat. Uh, anyway, so I let him go, but so it wasn't a bear, unfortunately. But the best part of that whole story was I sent you guys that video and I think it was Brad said, did you punch him in the face? <laughs> and I had a good chuckle over that. So really, I'd say that's <laughs> animal abuse. Oh, Luke, animal oh, abuse. Lucas at it again, trapping him for later. <laughs> trapping him. There you go. So that's uh, that's the, uh, the excitement for my week. Wow. Oh, cool. Brad, what you been doing? You know, uh, unlike Lucas, I've stayed clear of animals and uh, tried to make that a practice. Although I was driving. So I've had more conversations about the podcast in recent days based on Lucas's bird story than I have about anything. Uh, and but but I got to share this. So last week, the whole bird story happened last Tuesday night. If you haven't listened to that, those that are listening right now, uh, go back to next week or last week's episode and have a little listen. Anyway, uh, so I'm, dr- I'm driving home and there's a, a group out in the school parking lot in the, in the playground area. And I'm driving past and there's this girl, little girl, I can't be more than maybe, you know, six, seven years old, running for all she's worth trying to chase a bird. And I almost like hauled the car I over. It. I almost hauled the car over to go, no, this is how it starts. I have seen your future. You do not want to catch this bird. Go back to the seesaw. But... Uh, so that was interesting to see how, how it all began with Lucas on the playground, just chasing <laughs> birds. That's true. And uh, Harmony's birthday was on Saturday. Our daughter, she turned 11 years old, which is, you know, um, just crazy. It's hard to think 11 it's weird. years. It's, I mean, I feel like it could be weird. It's a little weird. It's really hard for me to 
to comprehend the fact that in two years she'll be a teenager. Like mm. that, that is really hard. I know that everybody says, Lucas. Uh, have you have you called her a teenager yet? Because when they're 11, 12, you get to call them teenagers. I will not be. And I bet, and I bet they love it. Too. Yeah, I bet no. They love that description. No, it's hard enough for me to have Harmony not roll her eyes at me. So uh, <laughs> I shall be not using that. Um, where, uh, so, yeah, it's hard to think that it's been th- almost or it's been 11 years. And, and everybody says like. Uh, it just, and you guys get it. It's like, it, it's unbelievable when you have kids, it just seems like, uh, the gas pedal on time just got, got put to the floor and it seems like time goes by, like the days are long, but the years are short kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at her, you know, at the birthday party, I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, Patricia. Hey, nice to see you. Chase. Chase. Hey buddy. I'm glad you're watching now. Chase Harmony and Jaden are all best friends from Big Lake Camp, and they even have a band together called Big Lake Kids. <laughs> the, Chase plays the guitar. Dude's awesome at it. Jaden plays the drums, and Harmony sings, and they're awesome. So thanks, you guys. Nice to see you that you're watching. Um, nice. uh, anyway, so there was that. And then, Andrew, I'm interested to know, uh, I'm interested to know what you think of this. Because you recently found yourself in the position of selling a lot of retro video game equipment. Um, and there was, you know, you shared that on the podcast. So, uh, as you know, we got a switch and I've shared the story of how we got the Nintendo switch on the podcast before. And, and I've got my Facebook marketplace set up to alert me every time, anytime someone like posts anything about a switch, cause I'm always just interested <laughs> to see. And so, so how many light switch things. Have yeah, you? I, anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, why are so many people selling single lights? Unfortunately, I'm so quick on the draw. So many of those people have got a, Hey, is this still available? Hey, is this still available? Oh, it's a light switch. But so someone posted on, on Kiji, or on uh, Facebook marketplace here in Charlottetown that they had the legend of Zelda, uh, breath of the wild, which is three years old, but still uh, apparently, you know, a game never goes on sale. <laughs> I, well, a game like yeah, it never goes on sale, and the, and that and uh, Super Mario Maker Two, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed one, so I was really interested about two, especially with online capabilities, and um, so so I I was really quick on the draw, and I I just hit is this still available, and how much just for for Mario Maker? Because if I had to pick at the time, I wanted Mario Maker more than I wanted Zelda. And then I, so I sent that, then I scrolled down and read the rest of the ad. And was, yeah. And then I read it. And, oh no. Yeah. And he oh, like, yeah. I know, I know, I know. And then, and then he put the price <laughs> for what everything was. So he was, he wanted, um, 70 for Mario maker, 80 for, uh, for Zelda, which I'm like 80 bucks. Holy, Holy smokes. I mean, save the tax. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, and, and so then I responded back to him and went, oh, never mind, which I realized could have been misconstrued as a lack of interest now on my part. And I'm realizing that I'm really screwing this whole deal over and that I should probably just <laughs> sell my switch now. So, so I put it down and then, and then I'm like, wait, did he say something in the ad about wanting to trade for a GameCube bundle or he has a GameCube bundle? So I went back into the ad again and he wanted a GameCube bundle. So, you know, just the GameCube with um, the controllers and the cords and if there was a game. And so I just happened to have a GameCube with Super Mario Sunshine 
um, two controllers nice. and the power nice. and video stuff. And it was all just sitting up in the youth room. It's mine. I brought it here. <laughs> <laughs> And it just, we'd never used it. I think one time since I bought it, cause I only bought it cause I was going to collect all the systems and, uh, Ford. yeah. And so I wound up, hey, hey, hey. well, so I, we wound up just trading straight. I, I traded the GameCube nice. for the games. I, now I'm so I, glad that's yeah. how the story ended because I thought you were going to say spend $80 on <laughs> Zelda. No. So, the used copy of Zelda. So as somebody that, uh, that has done all this wheeling and dealing, especially with classic systems like the GameCube and all that, how did I do? We're looking at $150 well, was what I would have spent to get the games. I think that's, uh, I think that he was asking too much for the games, yeah. but I think, I still think much. it was, it was a pretty good trade. Like considering you had yeah. zero interest in the GameCube. Um, yeah. Like I think the GameCube and that game probably are worth about close to 150. So, okay. Yeah. So I think it was a pretty decent trade. So all in all, I'm okay. I think you came out on top yeah, of yeah. that trade. All right. All yeah, right. Sure. The last thing for me in terms of what's going on is, so this week Mandy goes back to work um, but the kids don't go back to school until next week. So this is the week in which Mandy and I don't see each other. I stay home with the kids uh, while she's at work, and then she comes home, we high-five, and I leave. And that's kind of, that's what my fun. week, well, mm, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I like my wife, and I would love to see her. But anyway, how about you, Andrew? Cool, cool. Uh, I, as you guys know, purchased a outdoor security camera. Uh, You're going to finally get those neighbors. What? Finally going to catch those neighbors on those Tuesday nights. Yeah. It was primarily just for fun. Like uh, we, we don't have as, as far as I know, I have any problem with like people stealing stuff, but you either have no burglars or really good burglars. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I just thought, you know, better safe than sorry. I'll point it at the cars and at least they uh, have that. And mm-hmm. it has been nonstop entertainment. Like, <laughs> so five stars would recommend. I mean, it hasn't been that, it hasn't been nonstop, but uh, there are a couple good stories for you. Uh, one is raccoon themed, actually. Uh, so, theme of the podcast. Wow. We were in Moncton and I got an alert and I check it out. And in my driveway, just chilling, is five raccoons. That's five raccoons. That's five raccoons. What do you call that? through, and my neighbor just up the road has trapped twenty six raccoons this summer. Like twenty six, and there's five still down the road strolling through my yard. So there's that. They didn't. They usually try and get in my my <laughs> trash, but I usually have it pretty good so hey did you, uh, and the other thing well, did you know that a that that a group of raccoons is called a gaze no g's no, of raccoons g-a-z-e now you know you had a gaze of yeah. raccoons or a nursery oh. <laughs> all right you're welcome uh, and then the other thing is we were at my parents house and it was like the day after we put it up and I just showed my dad like, Hey, look what I put on. I show him the video and we have like a crazy, I'm pretty sure I've said this a million times, but a crazy amount of deer as well Mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. Uh, 
And so there was a little baby fawn just sitting on our, or standing on our lawn eating. And I'm like, oh, there's a fawn. And I'm looking at it and just kind of talking to people at the table. And then I'm like, oh, he's crossing the road. He goes across the road. And then another little baby fawn wanders in the, into the video camera. Like, oh, there's another one. And it boots it towards his brother or sister. Oh, oh I thought, so I'm it sorry. Starts, <laughs> I thought you meant boots the camera. Like, no, holy smokes. No. <laughs> And so it starts running across the road and then there's a car coming and I'm like only one watching this at the table. I'm like, no, 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 he's running. And the deer dove and slid on its belly like onto the road and the car stopped like a foot from him. And I'm like freaking out. Everyone thinks I'm joking. And the, the deer just gets up and leaves. And then the car. And you like, show them that and there's no deer there. You're like, check it out. Yeah. Well, the problem is it doesn't record like everything. So I'm like, I'm sorry, it just happened. Uh, but no, it's been uh it's been really fun having it. I'm like, I'm super nosy, so I'm always like, who's here? Who's here? And it's like the wind. Uh it's but wind. it's like 99% of the time it's the wind, but when we lived in Oxford, we had the, the church and the youth building, specifically the youth building, we had cameras all in through the youth building and, and then eventually in through the church. But the beautiful thing, one of the cameras I put up in the, in the ceiling, I guess, of the or outside of the youth building was that it covered the whole parking lot. And so my cars were always covered, um, mm. which, was, which was really nice. Did, is there a setting on your cameras where like, if it, like motion trips and then it gives you an alert? Yeah, so that's what it basically does. Like I, I, I could set a specific area, so it I can see the road in my camera, but I set it so it doesn't trip when cars drive by. It's yep. just supposed to be my driveway. Took doesn't me, work great though. Took me two nights <laughs> to get that thing sorted. Of beep 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 beep. Uh, beep 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 beep. Anyway, like it, it always thinks that uh, wind, like if there's shadows blowing or if a car drives by and it reflects, their lights reflect off the side of my van. Yep. Like, uh, it's supposed to be, and it specifically says like person motion detection. But uh, anyways, you take what you can get for the, cheap, yeah. for the cheap uh, camera. The other thing is a uh, big, big milestone in the old garage. I finally built a workbench. And I've been talking about building a workbench since we moved in. And the guy that lived here before literally had left so much like old scrap wood and stuff. Like I literally did not have to buy a single piece to build a workbench. Like it was not financially holding me back. And so finally <laughs> I, I got the garage organized enough and literally my dad and I built a workbench in like two hours. I've been talking about it for a year and a half. <laughs> and it was just like, there, it's done. And it was kind of a life lesson in terms of overthinking. When you should things. have been filled with pride. You were kind of filled <laughs> with shame because you're like, this could have been done so long ago. And I, I almost have a garage that I can like park a car in and do like whenever up to this point, my dad's like, do you have this tool? I'm like, yep, just a second. And I literally just wander the heaps in my garage <laughs> And I'm like, no, it's not here. And I like, and I did that for a year and a half, and I finally <laughs> almost have everything in places. I'm super pumped. You gotta put up one of those those the boards with like all the little holes in it, so you can put all the hooks on. Like those are great. Mm. Trace all the tools out, so you know exactly where the tool goes. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I don't think I'm that hardcore. Oh Anyways, <laughs> so that's my week. Oh, cool. Vacation. Well, awesome, Lucas. Are you ready? If I toss to you. 
Always. Well, that's good because here we go with Lucas. All right. So this uh, Bonnerbowl popped into my head uh, today or yesterday. Um, just And the idea is what car or vehicle best describes you and it could be uh physically could be just kind of the spirit you know what what is your spirit car you know that sort of thing you know like um and so i'm going to give mine as an example and this is actually a car i own you don't have to own the car um and people playing at home please do uh chime in what kind of vehicle really describes you and for me uh it is a car it was my first car ever and really I think it has really dialed me in and it's the 1998 Suzuki sidekick. Now, if you've never seen a Suzuki sidekick, uh, you're missing out. It is basically, uh, you take a box and you put a motor in it. Um, and that's about it. And, <laughs> and add nothing. Uh, it was my first vehicle. It's a little like four by four SUV. I, I loved it. Um, and the reasons for this, are, I'll, I'll read my prepared statement. Oh. So I believe I am a 1998 <laughs> Suzuki sidekick. Nothing special to look at, uh, but can be lots of fun. I'm not especially aerodynamic, and I do, and I'm not stable on high speed <laughs> turns. I'm not afraid to go off road, and I rarely get stuck. So there you go. So I'm, I'm, I have adventure. Because at first I thought Jeep for all the same reasons, but I'm like, no, but a Jeep's cool. Like a Jeep has like a instant cool factor that I do not have. <laughs> I'm too so, cool for Jeep. I don't know what it so, is, but your prepared statement made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Just, I, I don't like lo, love long drives on the beach. <laughs> long drives on the beach. Like I, uh, I never like. once got stuck driving that vehicle because uh, it had four wheel drive. And I was younger, thus stupider and less and more risk, less risk averse. Uh, and I drove anywhere in it and I never got stuck. And I think I even towed your Saturn one time, didn't I? <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so mine's the Saturn. <laughs> no. Oh, is it really? No, I've really, like, I, I don't know. I don't see Scotty on. Does, can anyone tell if Scotty's on right now? I actually, I had one that I thought of you. Okay, well, talk. Are we at the point where we could, I'll, I'll share the one that I thought of. I really I thought struggled of you. with figuring out because I went through my list of cars and, and there was only like, there's only a couple that are significant. So mm-hmm. I'll, 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 we'll hear from you. This one might be it, or you might, hopefully it's not offensive to you. But when I thought <laughs> of you, Brad, I, I thought of a Mazda Miata. <laughs> because, you know, it's fun, and it's, it's kind of sporty. And you drove a Miata one time one summer, and you, you loved it, didn't you? <gasps> I remember you telling me about driving this Miata. Yes, and, and you know yes, I did drive the Miata one summer, and that <laughs> yes. apparently is all that stood out to you. <laughs> From my past. You drove a Miata, and that's why you're like one. And that's why I'm like one. Scott, <laughs> End of show. Scott, I'm curious because you are the expert that's that's here tonight in terms of what we're talking about. Would you do us a favor and tell the three of us in chat, uh, just, you know, Brad and then whatever, um, could you tell us how you would describe, what, what car are we? So Lucas here says I'm a Miata. Um I, I, yeah, that's but so much work. I, I think I, for Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like the guy work. knows cars. This is He's his like, life. listen, guy, I sell some Dodges. Okay. <laughs> You're all Dodge Caravans. <laughs> You're <laughs> Lots, all Dodge Caravans. Lots of junk in your trunk and, and you can go and go. <laughs> uh, okay. So for me, I was thinking like, I used to have an 88 Firebird 
Um, but that's a sweet care. It, it, yeah. But then it, it makes me think like, okay, well, what does that say about me? Cause it was, but is it your spirit car? I don't know that that's my, it doesn't spirit have to car. be a car you've had. Does it? No, no I don't, not. I don't think not. so. Okay. Mine's a Lamborghini. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Well, do you it's know what not. yours is? Cause I'm really struggling. Yeah. I picked one. I picked one. I actually did Good. pick, I didn't specifically pick a Dodge oh, Caravan. I got mine. Go ahead. Uh, but I, I said, I am like a minivan. Uh, mm-hmm. And let me just find my prepared uh, notes here. Oh, so my soul, guys. <laughs> so uh, here's why I am a minivan. Nothing too flashy. Just a straightforward vehicle. Uh, and there's yeah. multiple uses for a minivan, right? You can haul people. Uh, you can mm-hmm. use it kind of as a truck. You can kind of use it off-road. And I am a good at multiple different things. I have like my hand in a lot of different pots. And mm-hmm. to go along with that, it's really good at hauling people. It's okay at being a truck. It's okay. <laughs> at, and, and that goes along with me. Like I'm okay at all the different things that I can do, but I'm not like super great at any of them either. <laughs> uh, and then what else did I say here? Oh, Minivan is not... I I, uh, I mentioned that minivans can kind of go off road. They're not really built for off road, but you could probably take one off road and do more okay. Yeah, and uh, and I am kind of like that in terms of uh, I'm not always, you know, I'm not always keen to go off road or or go and do different things. But I'll go if if you need to take me, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll be okay. So that is why I'm like a minivan. And I, I think it's also like that because to know you is to love you. And same thing with a minivan because you first get a minivan, you're like, ah, oh, lame minivan. But then you start driving a minivan all the time. You're like, man, this thing is great. Wow. You're minivan. saying that I'm lame until you get to know me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, at you, the more you get to know you, the more you it's it's an acquired stop. taste. To say stop. That. Oh, that's buddy, stop that's talking. I don't mean stop I talking. Have, I have to go. I have to go. I feel sad now. <laughs> uh I have decided that I am like the granite, the Mac granite uh, dump truck. And the, re- the reasons are thus. The dump truck. Because I like to reduce driver effort by at least up to 85%. Um, Stop reading the pamphlet. Ah, come on. I command uh, holds oh, the lane. Not answered at all. Or yeah. Acknowledged that you have to either do it. either he is not answering or he is so invested that this is taking mm-hmm. a while and he's actually putting the time and thought into it. Uh, That's right. My see my favorite car that I've ever owned, but again, this doesn't have to do with owned. Was the was the my Toyota um, Camry Camry that that thing would just kept going and going and going forever. And so I'm trying to find, is there something in there for me? I really actually related with what you said, Andrew, about the minivan, if I'm being honest. Um, you but- can come on to the minivan side, but don't let Lucas explain things about you. <laughs> you'll feel sad. I think when you're a 30 something year old dad, minivans, we're all minivans, we're all, we're minivans, all minivans now. They don't I mean, even... I'm probably more of an aero star than you guys, but, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I'm a, a Toyota a G- Sienna. A GMC Safari. <laughs> oh, Scott's coming in and saying this, this is tough, and he's afraid to offend, as Lucas has done. <laughs> Lucas has done, yeah. It's like, uh, okay, who's the neon? Don't call any of us a neon. That'll be, uh, that's the worst. 
Yeah. Other than, but you know, all the current models of Dodge vehicles are of course excellent. You know, drop by Summit Dodge, I get a Scotty deal. Um, if you really want to, find now, what kind of car? Are you still racing people cars. for five hundred bucks? Is it? Is it like? Do they sell Chrysler there? Is that a Dodge and Chrysler? Like, right? Correct. It's Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep. Well, they've got yeah. it all there at Summit Dodge. They I really know. Do. Hey, shout out to you, Scotty, for selling uh, two vehicles to a couple at the same time. That's gonna feel good. I, Scott, Scott Light just liked the, the stream. <laughs> Scott just liked the stream yeah. just as you were saying those words. Um, he separated them and dealt with them differently. They both thought they were just getting one car. When they came back together, they both bought a car. <laughs> it's brilliant, Scott. Go ahead, try it. He's got ra- the Ferriton scramble. Oh, he's still racing. You can race him for five hundred bucks off your vehicle. Wow. All right. What? Wait. What are we talking about? Racing? Like. Like he'll, he'll, if you buy a vehicle after mm-hmm. it's all done, he'll race you like a foot race. And if you beat him, <laughs> you get 500 bucks off your vehicle. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's easy. That's great. Wow. Just head on down to Summit Dodge in Fredericton. Fredericton? Fredericton. Sorry, we're talking a lot about the Dodge dealership. But, well, he's uh, our number one fan. He, we always he's do. racing until Labor Day. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, good to know. And uh, all right. Oh, I don't know. I really. I'm going into the. I hate this. I'm. I'm a minivan. And for all the Man, same. Shame it. For all the same stinking reasons, my kids. I love my minivan. I love my minivan too. Minivans but my kids, awesome. like my kids, make me carry all their stuff. My minivan does that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of gas. You can hold. You can hold a lot of cups. <laughs> I can hold a lot of cups. Um, let's see. Okay. I just want to say one thing of how my Dodge Caravan has ruined me for other vehicles. And I do not have a new Dodge Caravan, but my Dodge Caravan has an embarrassment of cup holders. Like, uh, in the driver's seat, I am within reaching distance of at least like eight cup holders. And in our in Santa Fe, which seat? is, yeah, like, cause there's, there's six right here. And then I think there's like one here and then one over there. Like, yeah, at least at least seven, maybe maybe eight. But and that's the I thing. Like, it's a six. I get, it would seem I get weird to be Santa an odd Fe, number. I get my well, I just mean because there's one of the. I think it might be one on the door. Anyway, my Santa Fe there's only two, which is a, a kind of a normal number Ugh. I feel like. But I'm Ugh. like two. Oh my word! Because Melissa never orders coffee without ordering like a water with it, and then I have my thing, and then you know, we took our van. We, we get so it. Whose fault is it? So. Next week, should we just go through, should this be our conversation? Just van grievances and (laughs) cup holders? Uh, podcast. All right. Uh, So, Lucas, you're the the Suzuki sidekick. Mm -hmm. And a couple of minivans. A couple of minivans. All right. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, why don't we uh, we move along in the podcast and we're going to do our SMORP. We've been doing this for a while now. And uh, and have been enjoying it. Our smorp today, uh, well, smorp. Let me for those of you that maybe don't know what it is, but by now you must. Um, but smorp is an acronym, means scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. It's an acronym that we use, and it's a system with which we go through scripture and we ask some specific questions, and um, and then has some 
conversation based on those questions. A fantastic tool for daily devotion, discipleship, things like that. And if you are interested, if this is something that you think you like, there's a document that we, um, well, we don't work on there, but there's a document that you can download uh, from from our website, OxfordHolyClub.com. If you just scroll down, Smorp, and click on Smorp, um, you can get the document for, you know, for your daily uh, daily devotionals, if you would like to. But before we get into that, all uh, Scott Layton, all these unsolicited commercials. Wait, is Scott not paying us? Was this not an arrangement? Nah. That was the mail. All right. Uh, anyway, so what we're going to do right now, and the, and the scripture will be on the screen before you, we're going to have a, a quick look at Micah chapter 7, verses 18 to 20. So it's actually going to be kind of short. I'm working off a different screen here, so forgive me for looking up and away um, from you. Oh, Andrew, you look like you had something to say. I was just going to make a joke. I thought so. <laughs> it's not important. All right. <laughs> so Micah chapter 7, verse 18 to 20, and we're reading out of the NIV. It says this, Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurt all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our ancestors in days long ago. Gonna, that, that was short, so I'm going to give it one more pass. So, that all right, guys? Sure. All right, Micah 7, 18 to 20 in the NIV. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurt all our iniquities into and hurl, sorry, all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our ancestors in days long ago. Uh, gentlemen, when I was driving here this evening, this uh, we had this scripture in for a couple of weeks now. And uh, when I got into my vehicle, I, it was just on the Christian radio station. It was just like this guy from the 50s in a sermon that he preached. And it was this scripture. I couldn't believe it. I could not. Be- I was like, oh, sweet. Prep. And, uh, but, but no, let me just play a clip for you. But it was, it was, he was all done anyway. Uh, I thought that was interesting. So what we're going to do now is that we read the scripture and we're going to say the, the, we're going to look at the scripture and what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you. What does this scripture tell you about the nature and work of God and write it down. And lastly, is there a scripture that I could begin to memorize? Uh, fellas, um, I'll turn things over to you guys. Is there something that jumped out? We're not looking to get into the, what it meant or the message, just kind of some phrases, observations. Go ahead. Uh, uh, for me, I think the one that popped out to me was, um, <clears throat> he will tread your sin, tread our sins underfoot and hurl all of our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, for me, really, uh, you do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. I really like that. I, I was with you, Andrew. Um, delight to show mercy was something that that stood out to me. And um, I, again, have compa- you will again have compassion on us. Uh, were two were two things that that jumped out at me. 
Uh, so the message part of this, or, or actually, you know what? It might be a, this might be a good question. Actually, it's part of the scripture part. Is uh, what does this scripture tell me, or you, about the nature and work of God? I think that would be an appropriate question. Um, I'll I'll jump in for mine. The the whole thing about throwing our sins into the depths of the sea. So often, as people like, we'll take you know when someone's wronged us, you know you know, we'll be, we'll do the good thing. We'll forgive them, but we'll always kind of keep that thing in our back pocket. You know, sometimes we'll kind of keep it in mind and like, you know, <clears throat> you know, you'll fight with your spouse sometimes and you're like, Oh, like you, you might have those, those certain arrows that are always in your quiver, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, ah, like, Hey, we won't you know, we're done. We have, you know, we forgive each other, but unless it's a good fight and then I'll bring it up again. Right. That sort of thing. Um, but God doesn't do that. You know, God's like, yeah, that was a bad thing that you did. And I'm just going to, we're going to toss it into the depths of the sea. Like I'm never going to use it against you. That sort of thing. Like it's when I say we're, you're forgiven, you are, and it's over and done with. So um, I like that. Yeah. Andrew, anything um, you want to add? With, I think just with delight to show mercy. I mean, again, you think about us as individuals who, who is hurt, gets hurt or, or is lied to or anything like that. And then they, um, they think, Oh, Sweet, I get to show some mercy. Mm. You know, it, it's it's very difficult to get to that point where you're like, okay, you know what? I am going to show this person mercy, and I'm going to be so happy and gracious to do it. And God delights to show us mercy, and we need it <laughs> daily. What does the Bible mm-hmm. say? Vengeance is fine, saith the Lord. No, wait, vengeance is mine, I think is what he said, right? <laughs> but, but, but you make a really good point. We, we, wanna, we, want, we want ours. We get hurt. We want ours. We don't, mm. we don't go out of We don't mm. want to look for how can I show mercy? I get hurt. How can I show mercy? Really good thought, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, what do you sense? And we're into the message part now. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Mm. Write it down. I think this whole passage is just, you know, so full of, of grace. You know, everything about this mm. is, is, you know, how amazing and forgiving God is to us, you know, the delight to, you do not stay angry, you delight to show mercy. You will, you will again show compassion and, you know, implying that he's done it many times before. Yep. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, you'll be faithful to Jacob, the faithfulness. And I think just overall, just how much God loves us and is willing to forgive us and, and move past all of those mistakes that we all make um, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, I was on the same page with you, Andrew. Is is that what stood out to me was, man, how much I've messed up, and how he delighted to show me mercy and continues to to give grace and compassion to me, and not just me, but to all of us. And mm. it's a short passage, and obviously there's a whole lot of other context and things that are going on with it. Um, but he treads our sin underfoot and and hurls him into the depths of the sea. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. It, it, yep. the, the question that I would have That's for... a good image. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. Because when we sin, you know, there's the whole forgive and forget kind of thing. Well, God forgives us, and oftentimes we won't, for, we won't forgive ourselves, or maybe we won't forget. And, and we feel like that sin is still there, and yet 
God has thrown it into the depths of the sea. If we've asked him for forgiveness for it and we've repented. And, mm-hmm. and so then, so, so then my question becomes, how do you, um, we've talked about this a little bit before, but, but Christians that live in defeat, even though their sins have been forgiven and instead mm-hmm. of living in victory and living in freedom because their sins have been forgiven. And, and it just makes me, it makes me happy that I can live free from my sin that, that when I ask for forgiveness, it doesn't just stay on me. He takes it and throws it away and I can live free from that and live in victory. My, the question I have for God though, is this is, and Andrew, you really stirred something in me is how can I get to the place where I delight in mercy like you, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah, that that could be a longer conversation, but that's my question right now. Mm-hmm. Lucas, um, anything you want to throw in here, man? I think too the whole idea of you know trampling your sin underfoot and throwing it to the depths of the sea, and you talk about people that like they live in that defeat, you know, like they've sinned and and they just can't get past it, and they have that whole. And I think that's one of the biggest, you know, tools Satan uses is first he tries to get you to sin. And then if once you've decided that's wrong, then he's like, oh, well, you're kind of trash now. Like you're irredeemable. Like you'll never get past this, like all that stuff. Right. And people just get stuck in it and stuck in it. And, you know, you talk, you talk to people and they just they feel so bad. It's like, well, yeah, you know, it's good that you feel guilty about it, but it's not supposed to like weigh you down like an anchor, like this guilt. Um, it's just supposed to be enough of a weight that you remember not to do it again. Right. Um, and you know that you've been forgiven, but some people just, like you said, they just get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, the next part for us in the, in the SMORP is all about obedience and it's write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing. So based on what God's revealing to you through this scripture, is there a step of obedience that, uh, that we could take? And, and maybe it's something that you're already working on. Um, uh, for me, I don't know. I'm, hmm. I, I don't know how to say what I, how I really want to get to that place w- where I, I delight in mercy the way the Lord does. And, and so my act of obedience, I, I think, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I think, okay, well, I need to be filled with his presence, with the spirit, you know, like, and I need to be actively um, engaged with him in relationship. And, and I'm not trying to say, how do I put this? Like, I'm not trying to make it like a means to an end. I'm going to spend time with you, God, so that I can get mercy. And then be like, check, got it. Does that, mercy. does that make sense? But I'm trying <laughs> in my head, I'm trying to go, okay, how can I be obedient, Lord? And maybe part of that obedience is is being mindful to the fact that when I'm wronged, to it, it's like when you pray for patience, or you know, well, the Lord maybe gives you an opportunity to be patient. And so maybe if I want to show mercy, maybe that's what it's gonna be, is is being aware of the opportunities as they come instead of just kind of blindly going by and going about my day. I don't know. I'm, I'm mm. way off in some weird place right now. Are you guys tracking with me though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Some, somebody say something that makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really, like I said, I really like that imagery of, you know, you'll tread our sins underfoot and hurl 
our iniquities into the depths of the sea. And you touched on this before about how, you know, we are forgiven, but we don't totally believe or mm. um, can't really forgive ourselves. And I think just rem- reminding myself of, you know, that imagery of what God's going to do with my sin and it, in the depths of the sea and it's gone. Like, you're not, you're not going to go get it. Uh, and I think just keeping that at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And that again, reminds us how much we need to be forgiving of everything and everyone because of the fact that we've been forgiven. And like I said before, not forgive them, but then kind of keep it in reserve in case we need to bring it up again, but like, forgive it. Yeah. Uh, obedience is a great way for us to recognize kind of where we've messed up and then it becomes time for some repentance. And so that's where we're at right now is with repentance and it's right out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage and uh, write down any steps that you're taking and ask the Lord to reveal steps to you uh, so that you can turn away from sin and walk in holiness. Um, Mine is very short. And so I haven't... God did this for me and you, both of you, and, and all of us. This is, this is how God has treated us. I, I would repent that I have not treated people like this before. That, that instead of forgiving and throwing it out, I've held on to it. I've held on to the hurt and I've looked for ways to get mine and, and have not had compassion. Like I could, I, I could take the inverse of this and go, I've done that. And been that. And so, you know, I'd repent of that and uh, and would confess that as sin. Fellas, any any kind of thoughts? Uh, I don't think I have anything to add. No, I know generally we kind of use the repentance and the prayer and uh, leave it to those that are watching or listening uh, to do it on your own. But as we were going, that just jumped out at me. So... Uh, the last, the last part, and I think we will do this guys is the last part is prayer. Spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings. Uh, pray about anything or anyone he lays on your heart and write down your prayers. Now we don't need to pray right now, but I guess the question I'm going to ask for each of us is fellas and those that are listening, watching, what are you thankful for? Is this where we talk right now? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? I'm thankful. I'm thankful for like, um, I mean, obviously, you know, family and house and stuff like that. But like, um, (laughs) well, I I just don't. I don't want to say like the thing I'm about to say is like my top thing. It's not. But something I've been thinking about lately is just thankful for my you know career because I have a career that um, I really enjoy and lets me grow and something that. like it's a great environment to work in. And it's like obviously a faith-based environment, which is amazing. Um, Cause I talk to some people and they're like, well, yeah, I hate my job, but everybody hates their job. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, one time I was in a conversation and someone was like, well, yeah, we all hate our job. I mean, except for Lucas, but like everybody else, yeah, you hate your job. That's just part of life. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, that's a blessing and I got to make sure I always keep that top of mind that I'm really blessed to have, uh, a career that I that I love and get to work in ministry like this. Well, hair ministry. No, man. Nice. Ministry is ministry. <laughs> so, 
I'll take it. I like to piggyback off of Lucas a little bit because (laughs) I actually was talking. Hop on. I was talking to Tiffany today. Like I'm on vacation for like another two and a half weeks or something. And, and people, you know, most people are counting down the days like, oh man, I only have these, this many days. I only have this many days. And like, I'm good. Like, and I mean, that's probably a good thing for me to say as someone who's in ministry and as a pastor, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped to get back and like, get going with things. And like, you know, vacation isn't me like dreading going back to work. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just relaxing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so grateful that that's where I'm at because I have been on the absolute complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> and uh, I am so glad I am not there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas, uh, I'm, you got two piggies on you right now. We're both piggybacking <laughs> off of you. I don't think that's how piggybacks work, but anyway, um, I've, I, uh, I'm finding myself and it's only Tuesday, but I'm finding myself right now with just where the, we're at as a church and what we're going into, into a very hectic time. And, uh, and everybody's busy. So I'm not saying, Oh, look how busy we are. That's not at all. I, I, I'm very thankful and I don't think that they're watching, but I'm very, I'm very thankful, um, for the people that God has surrounded me with here because, uh, for the stage of life that we're at with kids and ministry and just life and everything, like Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of support here and yeah, work has to get done. The jobs have to get done and all that, but, but there's, I've got a group of people around me that know where I'm at and come along and support me. And it's not just here, you know, you guys and, and others as well. So I'm very thankful um, for for the community that is around me, that God has uh, has put around me. And um, Scott comes, Scott said something that's great that I think we could all agree on right now. Mm-hmm. Super thankful for, uh, super thankful for grace and not getting what I deserve. Amen to that yeah. for, for me. Uh, God's patience right. is huge and needed for this guy and uh, probably for these three guys on the air right now. There's an old, uh, well, it's an old saying. I think I've, I've heard Dave Ramsey use it. I don't think I know he didn't oh. invent it, but anytime someone says, how you doing? He goes better than I deserve. Uh, and every now and then I'll throw that out there. And it really, I said it today at the, at the corner store just for fun. I was like, how you doing, sir? I was like, oh, better than I deserve. So, uh, 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 she just did not know how to say yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> You should you should totally end it with yeah I just like I just robbed a bank. I better love I, making than, people awkward in small social interactions, and I'm doing it again right now. Yeah, better than I deserve. <laughs> I just did something horrible a minute joy. ago. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, that's been our smorp, guys, and I think it's been a good one. Andrew, are you all set, my man? I am. We're we're coming up to the last ten minutes here, and we're going to turn things over to Andrew and a. Sports and Star Stuff. All right. Sports and Star Stuff is the game. And I am going to give these guys and you people listening and watching a term. And it could be a sport term or it could be a Star Stuff term, which means it could be something with space or with uh, like a sci-fi show or things like that. And you have to, um, these guys are going to make up definitions that they think it is. They're going to send them in to me, and then I'm going to read off their definitions, the real definition, and a fake definition that I made. And so, here we go. Here's the word for you. 
um, tonight. I'm always so worried too that it's already been like a word that's been used because I cannot remember all the Star words Trek. we've done. <laughs> Space. Uh, and the word t- tonight is ablation. Spell it, please. A B L A T I O N. Use it in a sentence. And please don't use it in a dumb sentence. <laughs> wow, that was a lot of ablation. Oh my goodness. All right. So text it to me. Ablation. Ablation. If you know the word in chat, please do not write it out in chat. But you can make a guess. Don't Google it, though. Ablation. Got one. First time. Not that I win, but I was. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't brag. Add that in here. Just a sec. Fred's got a little smirk on his face. <laughs> Mine's not cricket this time, so I win no matter. What. I'm. I'm just glad <laughs> it's not cricket. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was at Fundy Park a couple weeks ago, and there was a bunch of people playing cricket, and it was mesmerizing. Did it make you think of me in the same way that a Mazda Miata makes Lucas think of me? (laughs) All right, here we go. Ablation. Ablation is a secondary ring of armor on the starship USS Defiant. Ablation. The extra time added to the end of a water polo match after all of the penalties have been tallied. Ablation. It's when the atmosphere melts away and takes away the top area of a meteor. Ablation. Space term for when stellar matter erupts from a gas giant. Mm. Would you like me to read them again? Yeah. Please, I'm I'm trying to use what Scott just wrote for as context. <laughs> Ablation is a secondary ring of armor on the starship USS Defiant. Ablation, the extra time added to the end of a water polo match after all of the penalties have been tallied. Ablation, it's when the atmosphere melts away and takes away the top area of a meteor. And lastly, ablation. Space term for when stellar matter erupts from a gas giant. <laughs> Who's Google's going? Oh, darn it. Uh, hey, Lucas, who's the captain of the Defiant? Uh, Benjamin Sisko. All right, so that was yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the record, I would have known that question no matter what the thing was. Mm. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm, I know which one I'm choosing. Me too. All, All right. Say him. I'm the atmosphere meteor one. I agreed. Atmosphere media. Me- meteor. 
<laughs> Wireless yeah. crackability. Nice. Darn it. I can't believe you both got it. <laughs> was Brad yeah. water polo? No. No. I I, I was... I, for whatever reason, coronal coronal mass ejection I, is the word I think you were thinking of. Well, what's what's one. funny was, and I'm not I'm not making this up. I promise, and and a promise for me means it's the <laughs> truth. No, in me. my head I was thinking of a comet going and and um, stellar matter coming off it as it's traveling. I know that's not the same Damn. thing as uh, mm-hmm. as what it was, but man, that was close. Like I feel like in my brain I was really close to what it legitimately was. You were you were closer. You're yeah. All right, well, fellas, um, we got. Do you know what it was, Lucas? Like off, like right off the bat. I didn't. Oh, which was yours? uh, Which was yours? It is. Oh, mine was a defiant one, (laughs) because it was covered with ablative arming uh, armor. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Sorry, I lost my words there for a second. That's all right. It's too late for me. Uh, Yeah, the defiant one, because it sounded like something I already knew. There you go. Uh, all right. I'm going to do one last thing with, with you gentlemen, and this is the one-off. Now, the one-off could be any kind of segment, but I'm going to do one that we've done a couple of times. But finally, we have two people here, so it will be more fun. Uh, I'm just not going to redo it. Basically, what I'm looking at are some boring movie titles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them, and whichever one of you can say it first uh, gets a point. And someone please keep track of said points. The points don't matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? That's right. Uh, all right, here we go. Husband loses patience with his family in an all-inclusive winter resort. Oh, uh, The Shining. Yeah, oh, we did that one, didn't we? We did do that one, so I won't count it. All right, uh, so here we go. Nine films about one family screwing up an entire galaxy. Star Wars. Star Wars. Andrew. Ah, you, got you beat me. Andrew with one. All right, here it comes. Kid speeds, goes to the 50s, accidentally dates his mom. Back to the future. Back to the future. Oh, Andrew, two points. Ah. All right. I'm going to get my mic closer so it's a little bit faster. Yeah, that's what's doing it. Uh, dude takes a pill, then he knows stuff, but unsure if Matrix. he likes no- uh, Matrix. Ah. No <laughs> All right. A moody tween is sent to her room and is visited by two priests to talk through and help resolve her issues. The exorcist. Yes, the exorcist. Okay. I'm on the board with a freaking weird horror movie I've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, dude keeps eating chocolates while waiting on a bus, reminiscing about the past. Forrest Gump. Darn ah, it. <laughs> All right. A cat lady takes a long nap after cleaning her transport rig of vermin. What? Say it again. A cat lady takes a long nap after cleaning her transport rig of vermin. Transport rig of vermin. I like to phone a friend. Please. (laughs) A friend is you, Brad. Hello. Uh, Transport rig of vermin. Yeah, I can help you. One second. It's not aliens. Yes, it is. Is it aliens? Uh, It's aliens. Why was she a cat lady, though? That's what threw me off. I don't know. All right. And so there's a cat on in the movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why. It's a red one. A boy is forgotten at home during a Christmas vacation. He home makes home mac and home alone for Andrew. He makes mac and cheese. What? Listen. Okay. I'll give him a point, even though I thought it was me first, but that's fine. So, uh, Listen, there were so many times other games where I always thought I was first and I was never <laughs> first. So I will respect the judge. All right. Uh, Two more. What's the score? 
Uh, I can't win then. It's five to two. Unless so, you double the value of the next two let's points. Let's double the value of the next two points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Be tied then. Uh, some mosquitoes and tree sap cause significantly more problems than they Jurassic ever Park. Jurassic Park. Andrew. What? <laughs> Andrew, do you know that I'm saying it first? I'm saying it first on my screen. All right. Ah, oh, darn it. Two more. Sorry, I know I said one more, but two more. <laughs> and the the points are tripled. Last one or second last one. Visitors do not respect the guest list at a Christmas party in an LA office building, and one executive's husband is Lucas. Please tell me you heard me that time first. Okay, Lucas. That time I would have said I was first too. So, (laughs) all right, this is the last one, guys. What's if I if if I get this one, I win. What's the score? Because Brad's been super generous. Uh, Five to seven. All right, as long as the points are still tripled. Um, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. how did you get five? Because I had two points and then I just got three points from the tripled point that I got. I think you only had one point. <laughs> I All right. Had two. Here we go. Get ready. Try putting a hand up when you go to speak or something just for okay. a visual cue. Ready? Man with sleep disorder develops split personality and starts unofficial boxing organization. Fight club. Fight, ah. fight club for the win. One, two, three, ten to five. All right, Lucas, why don't you walk us on out? No, I'm sad now. Uh, okay, <laughs> let me just uh, bring up my thing. So you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, if you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OH Club. Uh, and we would love it if you would give us a five star rating on iTunes. Uh, it really does help us. And we'll even read it on the air. Not only that, but you can send your questions to us at OxfordHolyClub.com and you can browse our merch as it becomes available and much more. And folks, you know that uh, we don't pay to advertise, so any growth we have comes from you sharing us with others. So click that share button everywhere that you go. And until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.